Welcome to Stutter Stories, where guests from around the world each share the ins, outs, ups, and downs of life and conversation as a person who stutters. Hosted by Tricia Hedinger and Ja Ben. Welcome to Stutter Stories. Uh, today we have with us a very special guest, and his name is Obim Akongwu. Uh, welcome, Obim. Thank you, Atricia. Nice to be on the podcast. Well, we are glad that you're here today. So why don't you start off telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you've lived in the world, uh, and just tell us, tell us about you. Okay. Well, I like to think of myself as someone that is, you know, curious about life and its meaning. Um, I'm also interested in histories, cultures of the world. That's why I travel quite a lot. Um, I also uh, love to, to read and, and, and to write creatively, though I've not done those two in a while. I'm getting back to them. Uh, and, uh, professionally, I'm a risk manager. Um, I manage, uh, I manage risks uh, within the, 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 the public sector, uh, but my previous um, career was in the, in the private uh, sector. I work with, um, with uh, data and advanced analytics. So I currently live in Toronto, Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been living here for 25 years plus, I was, was actually born in Canada, but I uh, moved back with my parents when I was about two, three years old. Mm -hmm. And I grew up there, you know, my uh, childhood, uh, my teenage years, and I returned, I guess, returned back to my birth country uh, mm -hmm. to do, uh, do do grad school. And I I didn't think I will, will stay on. I thought I will return back to Nigeria um, mm -hmm. because, you know, you know Things were okay for me then, mm -hmm. uh, but as I finished grad school, it's like, well, um, I've gotten more, you know, I got used to the life here, and I remember going to visit, I'm saying, I'm kind of no more in tune with the Nigerian um, uh, life, um, so mm -hmm. probably I would just get a job here, and so it's been that way for about... 25 years. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so how do you think growing up in your area may have impacted your relationship with stuttering? So what are some perceptions about stuttering in your community? Yeah, so that's an interesting one because um, like I, I grew up like uh, my knowing about the world was, was in, was in, in Nigeria because I don't, I didn't really recall you know, when I was born here or before mm -hmm. I left here. Mm -hmm. So my formative years was in, in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, like I, 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 I was a new, I started. I was not a big talker. I didn't talk too much. I only spoke when I felt comfortable to speak. Um, but I kind of knew it was not what um, was kind of 
you know, what, what people um, praised. Uh, I mean, it was like, I didn't know my mom kind of say, you know, what he starts, um, you know, uh, see the, the, the doctor, I saw most people did not stutter. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was something different. Mm -hmm. In elementary school, there was, you know, a bit of teasing there, but not the landscape bullying that uh, I do hear some children who stutter go through. Mm -hmm. In high school, you know, it, it reduced. Um, so I was, I, I knew I stood up, but I was not too conscious about it. Mm -hmm. Now, when I moved to Canada to begin grad school, mm -hmm. something was different. Mm. I knew I became more subconscious about stuttering. And I think it was a number of things. Obviously, um, I moved back here. I had no friends. I was not make new friends. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, a new society, new life. Uh, and one thing that was markedly different speech-wise was that in school, I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. While in Nigeria, I didn't have to speak in class if mm -hmm. I didn't want to, but here there's, there's a mark for class participation. Mm -hmm. And really every course there is a presentation Mm -hmm. one or two. So I found myself being forced to speak mm -hmm. when I didn't want to speak. So that way it became, I was more subconscious about it. And with that, my social increased. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, yeah, it, both countries influence my social in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, got to be hard when you move to another country in your early adult years you have added stresses and it's already challenging to make yeah. adult friends you know kids you're kind of all put in the same classroom it becomes natural but for adults it's almost like a little bit of work you know it's work it doesn't always fall in naturally like we hope it will that is so true because I, so a number of, of my childhood, high school friends, you know, we are still friends until now, mm -hmm. uh, but the friends I made as adults, you know, came and went. Um, it's a different type of bond where, you know, as childhood friends versus friends that you make as adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely different. Um, how would you say your friends and your family typically respond to your stuttering? It is generally positive. Um, I've not really had any situation, you know, most most times, you know, you know, I stutter and sometimes it gets quite bad. <laughs> but people are patient, um, you know, if we just wait, um, uh, you know, and I to kind of get get my my words out. The more difficult situation is uh, will be when um, maybe a group of us, say six, seven, eight, mm -hmm. um, and then there's that, you know, people talking one for the, after the other, mm -hmm. uh, trying to enter the conversation because people are people want to, to also speak to. So that is a situation that gets challenging mm -hmm. and um, could be quite frustrating. And yeah. I don't, I think people um, 
um, you know, don't don't realize. You know, I I, I think it's just part of speaking. Um, uh, people are coming in and out, mm -hmm. so that's really what's challenging. Uh, I know I bring up stuttering more. So if if I if I will attend a, a conference, I will tell tell Lee and about it, um, or maybe um, um, like you know, say this podcast. I, I would tell uh, friends about it. Um, mm -hmm. One aspect that I know I've I've not brought up um, it's the issues like below the waterline of the stuttering iceberg. Mm -hmm. You know, I go through that fear, that shame, um, anxiety, all of those things. But I don't discuss that with people. Mm -hmm. um, so I could tell friends, that I had a, a bad speech episode out of work and somebody out of work did respond badly. Uh, and they empathize, though I don't discuss how I felt at the time, you know, how I felt embarrassed, you know, and I don't discuss that. So, you know, most times I think um, start, people that stutter, I mean, I think we have to um, bring up some of these things, but like mental health issues, people don't talk about, um, you know, being down. Uh, so I think it's, it's similar. Um, but in terms of my speaking itself, a stuttering, um, it's been positive. Good. Good to hear. Um, two things that I um, noted that you had just mentioned were one, the um, how challenging it is to interject in a group. Um, and so many people say that and, and it's um, we often think of conversation when we think of it objectively, we think you take a turn, he takes a turn, he, you know, you yeah. take a turn, they take a turn. And that it's this really clear cut turn taking, but it's not, you know, it's usually a lot of overlap. I mean, if you have a conversation going with, you know, six or eight people, there's, there's usually no downtime, you know, there's no pause time, there's yeah. constant overlap. Yes. That's so true. Um, that's that's a real challenge. And then the other part, you know, that I really, you know, heard you mention is that you you do have a person or a few people that you can talk to about your stuttering when you have um, a challenging day or even maybe a success. Uh, and I think that's really valuable. Yeah. You know, one other thing, it's it, it was it was just challenging like when we're speaking uh, you know in 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 you know in person uh, face to face mm -hmm. uh so last year with the whole pandemic and you know everybody went on zoom to have um, mm -hmm. you know group uh, that was even more challenging <laughs> i don't know what it is but mm -hmm. um it's it seems that when we are together uh, in person there is a bit of an etiquette on how people come in and out but on zoom it became different that at one point you know someone uh, said anybody that wants to speak has to raise his or her hand up to speak <laughs> because people didn't get to talk <laughs> yeah yeah 
um, yeah, a lot changed with, with the presentation of Zoom. I think another sure. hard part is um, when you're on Zoom and you have your video turned on, you see yourself stutter and that can also serve as a distraction or a different feeling than maybe you would have if you were in a live conversation. So true. So, so uh, actually, uh, uh, I will disclose. Uh, so I, I'll put on my camera on. Um, not, not, uh, uh, but uh, within the uh, work situation, I don't look at myself. Mm -hmm. I somehow <laughs> I, you know, just move the uh, the screen <laughs> off uh, because it is the, the challenge I face just speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, when I see myself start, it's so close up to me that I see my mouth moving and it kind of adds to the pressure. So yeah. I don't look at myself when I speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bet you're not the only one. <laughs> um, so tell me, do you have any pet peeves about stuttering or what responses from people make you cringe or feel annoyed? Yeah, it's the, you know, for some people, it's a lack of patience, mm -hmm. um, and both sense that people either just jump in, finish your words, or you could see the body language. Um, you know, it, it's it's evident, and I think for people that stutter, we pick up cues more. Uh, maybe you know, one may say well, we 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 pick up more than than we should, mm -hmm. but. I, I, I feel people's body language um, and I know he or she, I mean, you know, how, you know they, are, they are impatient. Mm -hmm. uh, some other aspects is the negative associations with stuttering. Mm -hmm. I, I hear it on the news, um, you, know, uh, you know, maybe what he was, uh, maybe uh, he was lying, uh, so, so, so he stuttered. Mm -hmm. um, like that bothers me because it adds to the the negative stereotype, mm -hmm. um, and it makes it even more difficult for people who start to kind of accept um, stuttering, and and that I mean I'm I'm included, mm -hmm. kind of chase fluency uh, mm -hmm. because you know I know I'm telling the truth, but I kind of wonder, gosh, if I stutter, will you think I am? Would you think that I am lying? Mm -hmm. So those are things that really bother me. Um, yes, I I know some people. You know, people are some some people are really great. Uh, it's just that as human beings, so <laughs> me as we we remember the painful experiences more than <laughs> the good ones. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. Um... Can you tell me about a time that was particularly challenging or hurtful or defeating for you and related to stuttering? And how did you feel in that moment? And and is there anything that you took away from that experience that you would want to share with the stuttering community that would be helpful? Or yeah. Yes. So, uh, like I mentioned, uh, when I moved back to and that uh, for grad school, you know, had to you know, present, you know, I, I struggled through those. Now on my first job, I had to present um, some work that I was doing. Uh, you know, I would say 
were about five or six people in the in the meeting, the meeting room, and it was it was it was a really bad torture presentation. Uh, and I was I think back, uh, it was it was it was just every single word uh, blocking, stuttering every uh, part, you know, along, and it was. One one guy in the room. Um, I mean, I've just the reaction um, feeling. Um, just, just it was just visibly, um, <laughs> visibly, um, you know, shake his his um, head, and you know, it it really affected. Like I I I had never thought speech therapy before that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I, I, I had to begin to, to, uh, to seek speech therapy, um, you know, figure out how to, how to address, address doctrine. Um, so in, I, I did, um, I did try a number of, of therapy. Um, uh, much of it was about the fluency shaping. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, I, I, I realized at least for for myself and my daughter, uh, is that when I thought more more and more about about stuttering, about trying to apply the uh, techniques, it got worse somehow because my mind was so focused on you know I was start on this word, so I should use this this technique. Mm-hmm. It's it it got so bad, and I began to realize that a lot of it was an inside you know the you know the, the iceberg that seemed to mm-hmm. contribute to make so i was i was talking about when it gets when i block and it gets bad it's because of what's inside me the whole fear shame that really happens at that at that moment mm-hmm. yeah did you feel like the more you tried to control your stuttering the worse that it got Yes, mm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, so I mean, I, since it didn't really um, uh, help me, I, I just, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't recall like being like a like a covert stutterer before I you know, moved back to Canada. But I, I began to now switch words, you know, one more mm-hmm. to just get it by. Um, mm-hmm. So. I was what I just kept on doing since since uh, since fluency shaping didn't seem to help me. Mm. So, in your move from Nigeria to Canada, I mean, you were having kind of a lot of life changes. Also, do you think? Uh, and this you may not be able to answer, but do you think the change in location and the cultural acceptance or or position on stuttering was something that was the big shift or do you think it's the move into more of a professional lifestyle where there's more presentations and you're in grad school like do you have do you have a feeling that one is more of an influencer than the other i think both contributed like the way i've seen at least you know how stuttering did do affect me is that the whole layering 
you know, one affects other and it kind of begins to build up on, on each other. And one aspect that I remember, you know, it, it was clear because that was what got to me uh, just the, the first couple of, um, of uh, months uh, after I moved back here was, I guess, my accent, people didn't understand mm. me. And it was, you know, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. And there is a way in a, Jiria, some some sounds that that we don't emphasize. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was it was an, a great example. I'm at a I'm at a, a restaurant and I want some water. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, people don't tend to emphasize the R. Okay. So it would say water. Uh-huh. So and he would say what? So <laughs> I think I got a bit more about my speaking um, because, okay. And that's, you know, part of my my being is that when I focus on something too much, it gets worse. So mm-hmm. I've, it was my structure, it was accent. So it was much about my speaking. Will they understand me? You know, how do I say this? Um, so the, the whole focus, I think it add to the pressure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, tell me about a time that changed your perspective about stuttering or, or changed your perspective about yourself for the better. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, so, so after the, you know, my first job and the, and the presentation, you know, I figured out how to move on. Uh, therapy didn't do much, but I, you know, began to be more of a covert stutterer, mm-hmm. you know, life, life went on. But it was in 2010, I got a new job mm-hmm. that really I had to speak more. Mm-hmm. I had to present more. Um, and it was either I don't, I, de- I declined the, the job or I have to work on my speech. So I went with the latter and I just threw myself into about speaking. I joined Toastmasters um, and I, I, I said, well, we'll find the one that I will feel more in intimidated. Uh, I found the one with a debate component. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then sought out every stuttering conference I could attend. I attended mm-hmm. the NSA uh, the first time, the 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 ISA uh, in Argentina. Uh, the, mm-hmm. That every year I will attend. I I did present uh, workshops. Um, I took on improv classes. Um, you know, I I threw myself into speaking and. Um, and it's, and also I got to, to, to understand that much was happening in my mind. And I began to, to also read books about, you know, his mind going deeper, uh, books mm-hmm. like uh, by Ekatoli, uh, Baron Katie, just trying to figure out um, how the mind works. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's, it helped me understand myself, uh, my speaking better. Um, and somehow my fluency increased. Um, it just, over the years, um, you know, 
so with that, it also helped my self-confidence, um, you know, felt free to just take a risk. Um, I said, well, I will quit my job, you know, thinking of, you know, thinking of, of, of adventure, you know, also a lot may spend time with my dad who had cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I felt free to kind of try new things. Um, but the one, you know, as uh, human beings, um, I think I got com complacent and I, I, I somehow kind of stopped to do all of those. Um, so I, I used to write, write, create, and I stopped to, uh, to write. And I just stopped doing all what I was doing um, because I, I got used to being fluent i really started mm -hmm. so uh, this this went on and it was was about one month ago like i had begun to feel my stutter creep back in but i kind of dismissed it mm -hmm. uh, so it was at a presentation that i i had not started that way for many 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 years mm -hmm. And it was a wave of panic, you know, I was, it was, it, it was so bad. Um, and it had me pause because I, I had not reacted to Star Train that way in a long time. Mm. And I'm asking myself, I had, I thought I had removed you know, the 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 uh, the ice butler the the, the waterline to to drop the whole shame and whatnot, mm -hmm. but perhaps it never went away. Perhaps mm -hmm. um, maybe it, it grew bigger. Perhaps um, I I I got used to fluency and I didn't understand that you know stuttering there is the neuro whatever uh, you know in the brain. Um, that is, it's somehow still still there. So it, it really hit me so much that, yes, so I, I wouldn't have wanted that to happen. At the same time, I said, well, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's, I should get back to the good things I, I was, you know, I was doing because mm -hmm. I had also pulled away from the whole stuttering community. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know what, you know, Obi, it's unfortunate, but perhaps this is also a good thing to mm -hmm. bring you back. Um, and luckily, the CSA was around the corner, um, mm -hmm. so I attended the CSA conference. Uh, you know, it's that that period energized me so much to to do something do more about my inner self mm -hmm. to go back and do the work again and go deeper in me mm -hmm. and also be more involved uh, in the suttering community um uh do some more some work on advocacy uh, tied to, to employment, uh, and also look at the mental health component too, because what I was feeling, there's a mental health component there, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
So because I really went, I was down. That hit me so much. Mm-hmm. I think I got depressed and, and I was anxious um, thereafter. I'm saying mm-hmm. I've never been this anxious. You know, I wake up and I'm saying, gosh, I have to speak. I, I get mm-hmm. so anxious. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying there's a mental health aspect there. And I, I really will would do work in in this space Mm -hmm. so yes i wouldn't have wanted that to happen but Mm -hmm. i realized that i got complacent and i wanted to kind of be the so-called normal in quote i was Mm -hmm. i i felt i I had become normal which was just wrong Mm -hmm. Uh, so yes it it, i would have i wouldn't have liked it to happen but some good things will come come out of it. Yeah, it's it's nice to have the stuttering support community always available. You know yeah. because everybody has different periods in their life where they really need it and then maybe they drift away for a little yeah. while and come back and and it's always there. So people can reach out as as needed. Um and whether it's a lot, whether you're diving in deep or whether it's a refresher refresher or a return to it, you know, it's, it's there. So I think, um, you know, those are some, some good comments about it. Um, tell me about a moment that felt like a success for you or describe a speaking accomplishment. Yeah. So as, as I mentioned, I had, you know, thrown myself into speaking, uh, mm-hmm. ex- experiences, um, and I, I joined Toastmasters. Toast, Toast mm-hmm. I don't recall the speed because I had gone through the first part, the uh, the, 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 the competent community and the advanced uh, bronze. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a speech, I don't recall which one, and I said that I will speak about, about, about um, stuttering. And I had titled it, uh, what um, the term that is given by Van Van uh, Van Riper, uh, riddle wrapped in a in a mystery inside an enigma. Mm-hmm. So I had that title, and I spoke about stuttering, and it's it it was with such passion, you know, because I was speaking about my experiences about stuttering to people who didn't stutter uh, because my previous workshop or, or speech is a stuttering was within the stuttering conferences mm-hmm. i'd never spoken about stuttering to people that did not stutter mm-hmm. so it 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 felt so good to talk about it uh yes did some of the difficulties but to speak about it with such passion and to feel so so strong about it and to, mm-hmm. to have people understand and, and be informed. Mm. So it was terrific for me speaking about stuttering, which had, I guess, stopped me from, from, from speaking uh, freely. Mm-hmm. So, so that was uh, a highlight and was great to to hear people's feedback about it. Some people did not know about it, and some people say, you know what, it's, you know, it's everybody had had positive uh, views about this speech and about stuttering too. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, most people know very little or nothing about stuttering. Um, and that can feel strange when, you know, maybe you think about it your whole life, you know, you think yeah. so much about it, but you know, the reality is that most people know nothing about it and, and don't think about it unless they know someone. Yes. Um, so, uh, to be informative and to be inspiring and for your own self to be invigorated by yes. a speech like that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a mantra or an inspirational phrase that you return to for motivation? Yeah, and some, let's say a, a few of them, and those were what I picked up during the years of, you know, um, trucking a journey inwards. Uh, it's about to, to let it go, um, to, to be, be myself. Uh, so those, like and those are what I have turned to now. You know, go deeper. Um, so when I have a challenge, it's like to let let it go. Um, um, and I'm, and now I'm having to look inward to be authentic who I am. Mm. So those are. Things I, I I I reflect on, uh, you know, when I'm going through a, a tough time, um, to to kind of get through it, because mm -hmm. I I do know I do know that that I I admire authenticity, and uh, and I also know that struggles never last forever so it's like uh, let it go uh things will be better um just to walk 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 through this difficult time mm -hmm. yeah thank you for those um if you were with a group of people who stutter what question would you ask them to start a real conversation? And I think this is a good question for you because you just, you were talking about authenticity and how you value that. And, and um, I, I also have found as I've gotten older, I enjoy an authentic conversation and I'm anxious to skip the small talk to get into something real. So, uh, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yes, I like to talk about the fun stuff, you know, mm -hmm. sports, uh, you know, <laughs> travel, you know, yeah. But, you know, for real conversations that just, you know, I come alive, you know, uh, you know, can, if get the point that I can ask you what's important to you. Mm. Um, because, in my, over the years of, you know, speaking to people and, because uh, I'm, I, ha I have, I'm still part of a creative writing group, nonfiction. I understand that everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. What really inspires me is, you know, people, you know, having to, tell you about about stuff mm -hmm. and how they've come through it 
mm-hmm. or even how they are coming through it. Um, I, it's kind of strange, you know, on one hand, you know, being vulnerable, that's really people's stories. I mean, that's right. those are the real stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's what we don't tend to want to share. Uh, but when people get to share together, mm-hmm. it's it's powerful. Um, it is, and I I because I'm intrigued about the human mind. You know, so why is it that you know we don't want to you know open up? Because if I open up, uh, it, I may seem you know you know not not uh, not strong or this being you know sound sound uh, you know shameful um mm-hmm. but people want to hear that deep down you know because i know i mean i i, I think most people have have stuff that yeah. they're either going through or they've, they've gone through mm-hmm. and it somehow makes people feel oh gosh i am not a learning in this mm-hmm. so those are you know to kind of hear people's people's stories um and to be you know open that's that's it's it's really inspiring mm. sharing vulnerabilities is what bonds people very often yeah. Uh, yeah. and and it takes getting to a certain level with somebody often before you're willing to, you know, there's a level of trust and yes. um, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and it's, and it's who wants to go first. Who's going to be willing to be vulnerable first. That is it. Saturday. So what I think is, is that dance people, people play, you yeah. know, you know, throwing a feelers out there and I want, you know, sacred, this is safe. Uh, okay. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a dance that, that we all go through, but it, it's amazing, you know, humans, um, the human mind, uh, the human frailty, the human power to overcome things. Um, um, so when people tell the stories, it's like, it inspires others to kind of know that, you know what, um, I can do that, I can get through my my difficulties very wise yes uh is there anything else that you would like to share with us that we haven't already discussed today yeah you know uh, it's it's to talk more because like i i've begun to think more about my mental health over the the past month even before Mm -hmm. um the Star Train episode about four weeks ago. Uh, and, and that kind of all brought all of that together. So, you know, within this, this Star Train world, uh, so people seek therapy about, about speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Star is, is just one part of, you know, for people that stutter, there, there are other parts. And I think it every it it impacts one or the other. Um, when I when I did attend speech therapy, uh, was one I attended that that did um, did blend fluency shaping and uh, cog 
cognitive behavior therapy, but it was all tied to stuttering and speaking. And I've seen a psychotherapist, and it was it was not not about stuttering because it probably they've they've not um, they don't have like a, a, a stuttering come within their their training. So I will, you know, hoping that somehow there's there's more of an integrated mm. uh, process or discussion mm -hmm. to look at the, the whole self. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, how do, how, how do we, yeah, even beyond people who started, but how do we um, become whole? Mm -hmm. If I use that uh, that uh, term, so I I I plan to do do some some you know advoc advocacy work in the mental health aspect of things, mm -hmm. and I also mentioned um, also having to to you know see what I can do within the employment advocacy as as well mm -hmm. like i'm fully aware that for people who who stutter if one stutter is you know visible um mm -hmm. and if it's if it gets quite bad it does impact the hiring process uh, it's really how to have people understand anybody going to an interview there's always that tension mm -hmm. but people who stutter it becomes more because it's like I have to make an impression. Will will he or she, you know, see my stuttering as a surprise? So there's more anxiety, mm -hmm. and then you know, one gets a job. How does the em employer understand on the job process advancement that uh, his or her, her stutter doesn't impede progress? Mm -hmm. Because most time. People who stutter, you know, maybe it's just uh, trying to to compensate for that. Mm -hmm. We work harder, mm -hmm. you know. I know myself. I I I wonder the the only thing you may say about me is that my speech, you know, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> other other aspects will be flawless. Mm -hmm. uh, so, how can employers look at? the whole work and not and not use that um, speech as an issue. And also most times um, the employment process or, or the advancement process, I would say it is rigged towards people who are really fluent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would say, you know, he, he or she is so articulate, uh, you know, and and you know they get um recognize more mm -hmm. so those are aspects that uh, that i'm looking to pursue um, mm -hmm. yes the episode that i had mentioned i would have i won't have it to, to, to happen but um it's given me that that drive to yeah. do something that's wonderful that's great that's um i love to hear about initiatives in the workplace and 
um, collaborative efforts with any other professions. Uh, I think one of the things when you were talking about are with mental health, um, as well as speech therapy, you know, just getting SLPs and psychologists working together, just introducing them, just having a conversation, you know, maybe that's one of the best things that can happen within a community is, okay, here, I'm a speech pathologist. Let me help uh, a psychologist better understand stuttering. And yes. as a psychologist, let me help you better understand um, mental health, you know, to the speech pathologist. So it's, yes. um, it would be nice to see more of those collaborative efforts going exactly. on. So um, exactly. And then, you know, more so I, I, I know for myself, um, the past year and has been difficult um, the whole pandemic uh, has also play, played a role you know I, I cannot blame 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 that fully but avenues that uh, one would have you know you know been present uh, you know you know couldn't go back to toastmasters because no in in person um uh, um, set uh, groups, uh, mm -hmm. improved all stopped. Uh, so, and people have been saying that there's a mental health impact from the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, something that uh, we have to understand and then see how to solve the, the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for your stories, for your wisdom, and for your ideas for moving forward um, to make progress. And uh, the more we talk about stuttering, the more we share our stories, the more we move forward personally and you know, in a community sense. So I thank you, Obim, for sharing all that you have. And uh, I appreciate you being a guest today on Stutter Stories. Thank you, Tricia. And um, I'm, I'm so happy to do this. Uh, as if you recall, I, I had asked to, to be on the, on the podcast because I there was that that drive to to speak about it to do more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I can see you're doing more all the time. I see your name throughout social media in lots and lots of places talking about issues and needs and it's it's great to see it's great to have these authentic conversations about thank how you. to make progress so i thank you for all of your time thank you thank you christian okay if you would like to be a guest on stutter stories email us at worldstutteringnetwork at gmail.com first timers are welcome